0: checking out the Anchor Faith message podcast from St. Augustine, Florida. Now enjoy this message. And so we're going to just do a little snippet tonight of that. And so I'm going to play a little game though first. Okay. I'm My children's, for those who don't know me, I'm um, Pastor Vanessa. I am over children's ministry here at Anchor Faith Church. And um, <laughs> a, it's an honor to get to do that. Also direct um, uh, the preschool as well, Monday through Friday. So I'm gonna put my plug in now because pastor told me I could. Um, we need people, not just any old people. We need people that, as Pastor Marcy said, we, if, if the Lord has called us to have a private school and have a preschool, then he has hands that he's prepared in the body. And the scripture says that he places the members of the body where he sees fit. He sees fit. Not where we want to go. You know, I could do a million other things. You know, I have another whole career path that I started out in. But you know, nothing is, is more fulfilling than knowing you're walking right in the path that God has you. In. So if there's somebody out in here that the Lord is laying on your heart to and nudging at you to go and get an application, then go do that and follow up with that and, and put that in. And both both entities have positions that they're hiring. And even through the year, there's sometimes changes and things that'll take place where we need more. Our school is only going to increase and and grow more. And the same thing with the with the private school and the preschool, we need those positions. So You can certainly come and talk to me after service or any of the services, but you can get an application at guest relations, but, but come, but come, come be a part of, of what God's doing. And you know, I get fired up about kids. So I'll, I'm going to say one more thing. I love Washington and Washington's great elementary and high schools, middle school's great. But if we don't invest in the smallest beings, we don't invest in the infants and toddlers that are in the in the highest absorption rate of their brains and, and really nurturing and caring for them and valuing them when they're that little a lot of times in society you're not valued until you are middle school or you know or, or upper elementary or middle or even high school or college age but the littlest beings are the ones who need the most care and the most teaching. And from, from the moment they walk in the preschool to the moment they leave, every single one of those moments are teachable moments. And so it is it is a privilege. It's work. It's hard work, but anything to do in God's ministry is work. Because it's it's a labor, it's a service. So that's my plug. Come see me if you'd like. I, we have an awesome team and we'd love for you to join it if it's if it's God's fit for you to do so. But I'm gonna play a little game, okay? Um, recently we did this, um, Pastor Tim and I, were we've been teaching them um, the Nautilus kids and our summer campers this year. It's been Nautilus uh, doors, the summer of choices. And so um, we know that the Lord said in the scripture, I set before you life and death, but what are we supposed to choose? Life. He gives us the answer, right? But there's different topics that we've been going through with them. And this past week, we talked about how we ultimately get, we get the choice to choose Jesus. You know, Zacchaeus on the road that day uh, recognized that there was a man that's different, that's coming to the city. And he was of small stature. And we know he climbed up in the tree so he could see and hear Jesus, the one who had words of life and truth. And so he gets up here into this tree and it changes his very life. And Jesus commands him to come down and says, I'm coming to your house today. Well, his house changed that day. He made the choice to choose life that day. And so we've been talking about identity. And the thing is, identity, our identity should be in Christ. And the moment that Zacchaeus chose to be in Christ, he became a new creation. So we were playing this game the other day where we were trying to to guess either celebrities or, or Bible figures and um, the kids had a great time with that. And so I thought, I'm going to let you guys do it. Okay, so here's, here's your clues, all right? All right, this is called Who or What Am I? This person's, I. Uh, they are global. They became, a, or Who or, or What came operational in 1978. It is highly accurate. Its initial cost to build was $12 billion. It cost $750 million per year for it to operate. Nope. It requires a power source to operate. It's precise at determining location. You got it. It's GPS. You need a few more clues. Now, let's do the next one. Who or what am I? I extend beyond the universe. I've been in existence since the beginning. God's son, Jesus, left earth so I could be here. I'm going to keep going, though. I know the beginning from the end. I am one whole but part of three. I comfort, I lead, I'm always present, I'm always operational, I'm always ready, I'm always working, I am the power, I guide, and we could go on and on and on. So as Pastor Marcy's been in the um, series of um, the Holy Spirit, tonight we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit and his uh god's navigational system the gns i'm gonna call it because we have the the um, gps that was founded in 1978 and we all are recipients of that even at this very moment the lighting the internet the phones that we use we use gps services on a daily basis as everyday humans right unless we're unless you're on the grid if you're on the grid off the or off the grid i should say then you might not but we all have been partaking of this particular uh, device which has its great qualities i mean when you travel isn't it a good thing to know where you are going right so, tonight we're going to talk a little bit about what God's navigation system is, God's navigating system. Say GNS with me. G and S. All right, so we're going to get into scripture. So, GPS we know stands for Global Positioning Services, right? And it's global, but as I mentioned with um, reading out those characteristics, God is beyond global, He transcends the universe. And our key text tonight is going to be in John sixteen thirteen, And this is in the English Standard Version. And it says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. The Holy Spirit is the greatest navigator in our life. He will guide us into everything that we need to know in our life. Um, this is a Greek word, and Papa, Reverend Randy might get onto me if I pronounce this wrong, but hadiegos, um, the Greek word that means a leader or a guide. That's what this word guide means in John sixteen thirteen. if you break down the Greek. It means leader or guide. So... When the Lord, when we get born again and we are tapped into his kingdom, he automatically gives us the ability to have this navigation system on the inside that will not steer us wrong, that will only, its only purpose is to guide us into what? In what? All truth. And it will, we're going to go on, there's so many things, but um, it will give us exactly what we need so that we don't go in the wrong direction in life we can know exactly how we need to go about things where we need to go when we need to go how we need to go and it life doesn't have to become um, a grand mystery for us in fact the moment that um, we get born again the, the scripture tells us that we're things are illuminated for us so now that when we're born again and we have this, the Holy Ghost that comes on the inside, Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, as Pastor Marcy was telling us the other day, um, we have it in us all the time. And as she said, we don't, this is not a kooky thing. It's not a, a crazy thing. It's, it's the Holy Spirit in us that we're so aware. Where, wherever we go, the Holy Spirit's guiding us and we're, and we're waiting and listening to hear what the Holy Ghost has to say in every situation. We're going to go now to 2 Corinthians 13, 13. And this is Paul. He is um, talking to the Corinthian church. And there's a. am going to read quite a bit here. We're going to start in verse 1. And then there's some key things I'm going to point out that um, he points out to the Corinthian church. And this is for us too. It says that verse... Um, Actually, I'm going to start in verse 13. This is the third time I'm coming to visit to you. And as the scriptures say, the facts of every case must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. I have already warned those who have been sinning when I was there on my second visit. Now, again, I'm warning all and all others just as I did before. The next time I will not spare them. I will give you all the proof that you want that Christ speaks through me Christ is not weak when he deals with you he is powerful among you although he was crucified in weakness he now lives by the power of God we too are weak just as Christ was but when we deal with you we will be alive with him and we will have God's power what power do we have on the inside the Holy Spirit Examine yourself to see if your faith is genuine. Test yourself. Surely you will know that Jesus Christ is among you. If you have not, if you not have not failed the test of genuine faith as you test yourselves, I hope you will recognize that we have not failed the test. Let's go on. We pray to God that you will not do what is wrong by refusing the correction. So here, this is, you know, the Holy Ghost was with Jesus to give and and guide him, the Paul is reminding them that you that I'm bringing you correction because this is what Jesus taught us to do. This is the way of life and the way of truth. And you have power on the inside to do this. So he goes on and he says, For we cannot oppose the truth, but all, must always stand for the truth. We are glad to see uh, seem weak to help show you are actually strong. We pray that you become mature. Okay, hold on to that. Become mature. He says, I'm writing this to you. Before I come, hoping that I won't need to deal severely with you when I come, for I want to use the authority the Lord has given me to strengthen you, not to tear you down. So he's just being kind of kind here and saying, listen, get your your act together. Get yourselves in the right position. you kind of wandered off from the way that God had things established from you. And then he gives him a final greeting and he says, listen, I'm going to close my letter with these last words. Be joyful. Grow to maturity encourage each other, live in harmony and peace. Then the God of love and peace will be with you. And then he goes on. The last thing he says is, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So he's reminding them, change your ways, do what God said. Ultimately, we're, we're looking for some maturity here and he leaves them that, that the Holy Spirit may be with you all, that it may be. So is it possible that the people were not operating in the Holy Spirit that they had received already? Not only the Holy Spirit that they received because they called upon him, but the Holy Spirit also that they got on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came, wasn't just in them, but came upon them. And that power that they were endued with, they were able to operate into. Okay, we're going to go now, go ahead and turn to Romans 8 and we're going to get in there. This is another one of our uh, key texts that we're going to be in tonight. But see that God's navigating system was always put in place in in our lives to help us grow to maturity. It was designed to be not only uh, in us, but with us all the time. So that we would have that power of God on the inside. And no matter where we go and what we do, we walk with power. GPS... Again, it has to have its own power source. It's taking. We have it to be able to give out. That's the difference. Okay, Romans 8. The whole chapter goes into what our life is when it's in the Spirit of God. So this is living in the Spirit of God. He says in verse, um, chapter 8 and verse 1, he says, For there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do by sending his own son in the likeness of sin and flesh. He goes on in verse five, or he says, or verse four, it says, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk according to the flesh, not according to the flesh, but according to what? The spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the thing of things of the spirit. He always gets us back in this mindset that we can't rely upon what our flesh wants to do, where our flesh wants to go. Because when somebody turns on navigation, if I turn navigation on my phone, um, I'm going to put in an address and I'm going to, I'm going to follow what it says, right? How many of you have ever used it in a location that you may be familiar with, but you just didn't want to miss that one road. Technically, I'm probably talking, everybody's talking about Jacksonville probably, because like when I go there, I know where everything's at, but then sometimes they've moved something, and I'm like, I don't want to go on that wrong road, especially when you go to St. John's Town Center. Like, you know what I'm saying? I know where everything's at, but you want to make sure you, you don't miss that one turn. So, how many of you though have ever done that, and then you've had the GPS on, and then you've completely just tuned it out, or it's telling you to go somewhere, and you know sometimes it'll give you like the one route, and I'll tell you it's this many minutes, this this an hour and this many minutes, but then you're like, no, 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 there's definitely a quicker route. So you go down the you go down the little settings, and you find out, oh, okay, yes, I'm going to pick that one, and this one has tolls, or this one doesn't have tolls, and it'll tell you you know, your option. So you pick that one. And then you pick that one and then you start driving and it's in Siri or whatever device you have and whatever name it is, is telling you to go a direction. But you're like, no, 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 no I'm not going to go that street. And so you, then you keep turning. It tells you to turn to, lar- to the right, you're turning to the left. You're not, no longer following its directions. It the, A device that was meant for you to listen to its directions, to follow uh, follow to get you to the right destination. You're choosing to not follow what it's telling you to do. And we can so easily do that with the Holy Spirit that's living in us every day. It never sleeps. He never sleeps. The Holy Spirit we know is a he, he never sleeps when we're sleeping. The Holy Spirit will be doing work in you. Sometimes may wake you up with a dream, May may wake you right up with 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 something that to, to, that's on your heart, but we've got the Holy Spirit. No matter where we go, and we can we can tune it out because we maybe have some other things that we're too busy with. You know, maybe we're you know listening to other things or getting too involved with our work. But see, if we get ourselves so in tune with the Holy Ghost, we can still do those things, and we can be aware that he's with us while we're doing those things. Because he, again, is part of the kingdom of God. It's the center of all that we do. It's the, it's the first thing that we look to do. And so if if we learn to keep our, our uh, GNS, our God's Navigating System, ready, uh, empowered on all the time it will help us in the long run it will help us with our walk with god so let's continue on in romans it says again um uh, verse six it says for to set the mind on the flesh is death but to set the mind on the spirit of life and peace for the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile towards god and does not submit to god's laws indeed it cannot those who are in the flesh cannot please god Verse nine, you, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. And in fact, the spirit of God dwells where? In you. Anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit of life is because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead also will live in you in your mortal bodies through his spirit, which what? Dwells. In us it lives in us another uh, version of that is it abides right when we leave tonight we're gonna go to wherever we reside or abide in and we're gonna go get in our homes and more than likely it'll be time to go to bed right well he lives in us he abides us he is in us with us can't emphasize how much we have to get understand that he's he's in us right we're in Christ and he is in us so let's go on he says in um, verse 12 so then brothers, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. for if you live according to the flesh, what will happen? You will die. but if by the spirit you will put death, um, the deeds of the body, you will live. For um, this is a key scripture of this for verse 14, "For all who are led by the Spirit of God are who? Sons of God, who are sons of God? We are and the sure, where's the sons of God? And so guess what? We are then led by. There's that guiding again. There's that there's the the navigation system that the Lord gave us so that we'll know where to go. We'll know how to get there. And then he goes on and of course he talks about us not receiving the spirit of slavery, but the spirit of adoption and we cry Abba Father, All right, And then the spirit bears witness that we, are spirit, that we are children of God. Like I said, the Spirit of God, it, we could talk about it and talk about it for a year and still not exhaust all that is with the Spirit, right? And it, so we're just stirring it up. We're stirring some things up. You may already know, but it's just bringing it back to your remembrance, all the meat of the Word, some, some nuggets that we've been getting from Pastor Marcy this last five weeks. We want to stir those things up and make sure that they're at the forefront of our life so that we're applying them. So like we talked about earlier in First Corinthians that we put these into practice so that we'll be in what? Maturity. Maturity. And he's coming. If you did listen to Pastor Marcy, she talked about the glorious church he's looking for. And a glorious church is mature. It's, it's putting into practice what God said in his word. And that's us. We get to do that. So let's go on. Um, or skip down into uh, verse 26. It says, likewise, the spirit helps us in our weakness for we do not know what to pray as we ought to, but the spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will. So not, not only do we have the helper that's guiding us but if we get into any situation ever, he's given us the ability to be able to pray out in his language. And we'll be praying out the perfect will for that situation. I mean, that, that's amazing to, pen, to, to have a creator that knows exactly how he designed all of us how he designed things in the original intent for them to be, but then to give us what we need to be able to get to where we're supposed to be on our journey. I mean, that's a good God. It's a good God that we have, that we serve, that doesn't want us to have any deficit. You know, a GPS system has to um, continually have upgrades. Right? you know, it's probably been about twelve to fifteen years. Somehow, this is before smartphones. You know, smartphones, of course, were in um in the works. And and although GPS started in 78, which was 45 years ago, we know that it was behind the scenes being built even long before that. It takes many, many years for the for all of those things, NASA and all the different scientists to come up with these things. So those have been in works for years. But Uh, Before smartphones, I had, uh, I believe the brand was like a Garmin and it was like a navigation. I don't even know how we got it, but we had it in the car and we took a couple of road trips and the kids were younger and we used it a few times, but then all of a sudden it stopped working and it stopped working because we had to pay for an upgrade it no longer, you, you couldn't, it wasn't like our phones where we plug them in and we get the, the next iOS or whatever the update is. Back then, you had to pay even more for your upgrades. And I, we're like, wait, is this even worth it for us? You know, at that point, I was fine with just using a paper map. Kind of fun to do that, right? Just go on an adventure. So I, it wasn't worth it. In fact, it just stayed in the glove compartment box for a few years. And I think we finally just threw it away because it wasn't worth anything to us anymore. It would not pull up. the. It was so outdated because it didn't stay with the current uh, road systems and all the upgrades and everything. And so we just wound up not using it anymore, right? We can't do that with the Holy Ghost. Amen. We put ourselves in danger if we do that with God's navigation system. We put ourselves... Um, in danger of the Corinthian church, and then here to the in Romans, where he's saying we're not no longer living by the Spirit. If we don't live by the Spirit, there's only two choices: life or death. So if we choose to walk down the path of death, and we 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 stop listening to the signal that's saying, "Hey, don't go there. Hey, watch watch your mouth, watch your attitude, put some fruit on that." Why are you worrying? Cast down that thought. This is how good the Holy Ghost is that he will talk to us all day long. He will remind us of the scripture. We're going to get to that. He will remind us again. He's the one who's going to guide us into all truth. And what is the truth? The truth is the word of God. Truth is the word of God. And the truth is available to us all the time. And in fact, the truth is going to uh, bear witness. All right, The Holy Ghost is going to bear witness that when we're reading the scripture, it is truth. When someone is behind the pulpit and they're ministering, when you hear something, the Holy Spirit is going to bear witness and you're going to be able to hear that and you're going to be able to decipher because the Holy Ghost is on the inside and you're going to be able to say, no, that something's not right there. And you'll be able to go to the scripture and say, nope, they took that out of context. Or no, um, that something's not jiving here. That's not scripture. That's not truth. Because you have the ability to understand that with, with God's navigation system. The way we upgrade, because what the difference between a GPS and a GNS Is the GPS has to constantly have be powered and it has to be upgraded with whatever the new system. And the Holy Ghost has been here from the very beginning. And he's the same yesterday, today and forever. What is changing is us. What's changing is us on the inside and it's understanding what the word of God is in our life. And it's challenging us to say, "Nope, you need to do this differently in order for you to grow and mature maturity is going to mean that next year we should look differently than we look this year because we go from faith to faith and glory to glory and we can't be somewhere next year if we don't apply the truth and the faith that God's given us right here today and have that and work on that maturity that he wants us to to a display to the world so it's us that really has to stay plugged in and connected to the word of God in order to get the upgrades. We get upgrades every week. We get good word here. We cannot, we cannot disdain it or devalue it. We can't. When our pastors are up here, don't devalue. When the word of God comes from them, and I, we're talking right now, you guys, are the, you guys are the ones who are here, regular tenders, vision partners, right? On a Sunday morning, the core of us should be drawing upon the anointing and showing the example that we're, we're living by the Spirit. We're drawing on the anointing and the Spirit so that we can see change happen in our city. And we understand that we've got such a great value in the Word and the meat of the Word. It is not happening. We're here all the time, so sometimes it it takes us uh, either leaving or hearing somebody else maybe that's going to church, and they start talking about their life and God, and then you're like, "Mm, well, that's not how things are for me, and that's not the kind of thing my pastor's talking about, or that's not the kind of way my pastor lives, they're the real deal, and sometimes a word that's going to come is going to be harsh, and it's going to be, um, you know, in our face, and it's not going to be something that we want to hear. It's always going to be the flowery story, but there's always a hope and a faith and a victory no matter what message is is preached, because that's our God. Our God always wants to see us on the other side, the best side. He wants us on the choice of life versus. Death, right? And so we've got to be tapped into his positioning. His positioning, his navigation system is the best. Amen? Yeah. All right, let's go over to Ezekiel 36 27, because you know, God had a plan from the very beginning. We know Adam, you know, kind of skewed that plan, and things had to be reworked a little bit for us to now live the life we live in the kingdom. But in Ezekiel, uh, he promised and uh, he was he said i and i will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations this key and the spirit would be put in us so that we could follow so that we would follow hey i need you to do this i need you to move in this position i need you to I need you to do this with your kids. I needed you to do this with your finances. I'm thinking it's time right now that you minister to your coworker. You say this to them. Or maybe the Lord says, you know what, I need you to cut something off. I need you not to talk to that person anymore because they're only bringing death in your life and they refuse to have anything to do with God and now you're in an uninkled friendship with somebody maybe it's that maybe the holy ghost is protecting you it could be as serious as that to as simple as you are uh, you're about to leave the house and you've got something you're about to leave it behind the holy ghost says go back in the house you got you got to go, you got to go grab that that's how good god is that he wants to, he wants to eliminate some of the hardships that we might have that are just like stupid stuff, like, like leaving our lunch behind or forgetting our keys. But all of those things involve our everyday life and our time. Right, our time is treasured; it's ticking quickly. Right, and so. God cares about the littlest details of our life, even to let us know that, right? Telling us we need to go in a different direction physically. I've I've said this um, testimony before in my life. The Lord has spared me more than one occasion in my life where he's, he's, I could have not been here, but the Holy Ghost arrested my thought at that moment and said, don't do this or do this. And that's huge. We don't ever want to dismiss what he says because, again, he's all about bringing, what, truth and life to us, amen? He has promised that spirit would be and it would be placed inside us. John 14, 16 and 17 says this, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot see, or cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him you know him for what he dwells with you and will be in you the holy spirit was promised for us to come alongside us and the greek word is paraclete you know and i think of a parakeet when i hear that greek word paraclete parakeet what does a parrot a parrot do They typically, when you think about the tropics and going to the Caribbean, you think about a parrot being on a what? On your shoulder and being right there. And what do parrots do? They talk and they mimic constantly. They mimic what they've heard. Well, we have the Holy Spirit that's mimicking what the Holy Spirit's heard by God. It's mimicking the word because they're all one right? The Word, we've got God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, and all of it is incorporated and it's all in the Word. It's all been there from the beginning. And so we've got the the Holy Spirit right there like a parrot with us. So not only in us, but right there with us constantly telling us what the Scripture says, reminding us of the truth, letting us know, right? Right? Letting us know what God's word says. So think about that when you think about a parrot. Proverbs eleven fourteen 14 says, where there is no guidance, the people fall. But in an abundance of counselors, there's victory. This was in our Bible reading this week. And when I read it, I was like, That's, that goes right along with what I'm talking about Wednesday. So I wrote that down. Where there is no guidance, what's our guide? What's giving us the ultimate guidance is the Holy Spirit there god's navigation system for us so that we won't fall is there opportunity for us to fall certainly but do we have to no we have we don't have to miss it we we can live the world wants you to think that you know you're you're a sinner and you're always going to be that way and you're never going to be able to do right and we're you know nobody's perfect but if we're in the kingdom there's a perfection of us that we are. Now we're not, we've not attained the, the way we're going to be when we are finally with him, but if we're maturing, then maturing is perfecting. So there's some things that are going to start to take place in our life. If we're listening to the spirit and we're living by the spirit, we're going to look different. We're going to talk different. And if we continue to listen to that parrot, you know, you always think about the, the old cartoon where there's the devil and the angel Yeah, the devil does talk. He doesn't sit right here. You know where he talks? He talks right to your mind. But then you got the Holy Ghost on the inside that wants to rise up and remind you, don't take that from him. Don't listen to what he's saying. He's a liar and he's a thief. And he wants to, he wants first and foremost to steal your time that you're meditating and thinking about whatever that is. And it could be, a past failure. It could be a a hard circumstance that you're right in the midst. Maybe it's something medical. Maybe it's something that um, that's happened to you. Maybe it's something you're not looking forward to. So the devil wants to always rehearse that. But the Holy Ghost is saying, Nope, don't listen to that. Tap into what the word says about it. Only stick to that. Um, We know at the very beginning of the year, it was the year to what? decree to reign but to but in order to reign was to what declare to speak well we've got the best person coaching us all the time guiding us on the inside saying you got this you got this you can you can you can get up this morning i've got you i'll be with you all day i'm going to remind you of the truth you got this don't listen to him. And that's when the Holy Ghost will remind you of the truth and then you got to speak it out. and You have to tell the devil. You have to speak it out vo- vocally and say, no, you are a liar. I don't think so. And you got to speak out what the Word says. You know, we tell the kids all the time where we're, it's like bubbles. And you blow bubbles. are so much fun, right? You blow bubbles and you, cap, you catch it. You capture it, right? You capture it and you make sure it lines up with the word of God. You know, how many of you ever tried to blow a really, really big bubble, either either a chewing gum or bubble gum bubble, or a bubble that you try to grab it and try to hold it where it won't pop, right? Imagine that. We've got bubbles and we're blowing them, they're all over the building and we're trying to grab one of them and we're gonna hold it. Well, that's what we do with our thoughts. We're supposed to do with our thoughts. That's what scripture says. We, we're supposed to grab them and hold it. Is this what God's word says about me? Is this what God's word says about the situation? And the Holy Ghost all along is reminding you, is is telling you, is saying, yep, yep, that's it. Or no, nope, that's not it. And if it's not it, then squash goes that bubble. Burst, you know, pop that bubble. It's done. It's done. Let's only focus on what God's word says. Amen. That navigation system will not steer us wrong. It will not put us in the wrong position. It will not, when you're trying to go to Tampa, it will not land you in Atlanta. It will get you exactly where you're supposed to be. You know, you won't, you won't be like home alone and you got on the wrong plane because you were trying to mess with your Bachman. The Holy Spirit reminds you, hey, wake up. You're about to go in the wrong direction and be all by yourself and you don't need to go over there by yourself. You need to stay where truth and where life is. You don't need to get off course. You need to stay here. Because if you get off alone, guess what? It's scary when you're by yourself. Who would want to be? By? We were by ourselves before God. We thought we, had, we thought we had a group of people. We thought you had friends. You th- you th- yeah, you thought that somebody had your back. You maybe leaned upon a substance or two or leaned upon a relationship or two to fill you, but then realized all of that was empty. At the end of the night, you're by yourself and you're empty. You have nothing. But then, but then, but God... Rich in His mercy, right? Because He loved us so much, He sent Jesus so that we wouldn't have to be empty. We wouldn't have to lay there at bed at night and be completely empty. We could have Him, and we have that. That's what we have in this room, right? We're the church. We have that. We don't go home empty. When we leave tonight, we not we've been stirred up. We're full. We get up tomorrow, we're full. We've got a city where there's thousands of people that need to know those nuggets that are on the bottom of that soup bowl. So we're stirring it up so that we can go out there. And not only do we we're able to show them that example and spread that light, we got hope we can give them. But that's because we're tapped in to God's navigation. And we're doing his work. And we're, we're navigating things, not on our own, but with him and through him. Amen? So the similarities to the GPS and the God's navigation or GNS is that we or you, we get to decide where we're going. Ultimately, he is such a past. Pastor Marcy said, we, uh, he, the Holy spirit, he is a gentleman. He will not force us. And you know, a GPS I've recently put in a, uh, Uh, address and I know kind of knew about where it was, but sometimes when I tell it to go somewhere and I know I don't need to go all the way out of my house and turn right and go all the way around to 312 to get to homes. I don't know why it always tells me to do that, but it does. And so for about five or six minutes, I have to listen to it. Tell me, turn around, go turn right, turn around, the next U-turn, you know, It, it, it keeps telling me. So then I tune it out. I tune it out because I I know. I know where I'm going and I know what I'm doing. We can't do that with God's navigation, though. We can. We can choose to do that, but we shouldn't choose to do that. We should be attuned and listening. And if he says you need to go right, then guess where we need to go? We need to go right. Now, what happens if we do choose to turn to the left? And we then realize, oops, I probably should have listened at that time. You know what? God is so good and so gracious that he's going to give us the best reroute. That at any moment, we got a new rerouting. He's, he's going to reroute us, and he's always going to reroute us back to truth. He's always going to reroute us back to where we need to be so that we won't miss out. We won't miss another step. We don't have to miss any more steps. He's that good to us. Amen. So are you listening, church? Are you listening to God's navigation system? Right? Or are you one of those people, you ever see the signs like in Hobby Lobby and it says, uh, not all who wander are lost? Yes, they are. (laughs) They are lost. (laughs) Now, I'm all for a spontaneous adventure, think it's great, for all those who are single and can do that, please travel, it's great. Obviously be led, don't just go somewhere just because. But the Lord will, you know, you're in a great position because when mission trips come, guess what? The Lord leads you to go, you can get on that plane easy, right? But for those who are married and those who are maybe in different things, it's just as easy for us. If the Lord says, we can do it, then he'll bring the resource He'll bring the supply we need. He'll he'll help us to arrange things so the single people don't have it all. Right? We can we can all ha- tap in. That's again if we're being led. So let's not be wanderers because uh, you know there's that old thought process is that men don't like f- to ask for directions. I don't believe that. I think there's probably some men in here that do ask for directions. Raise your hand if you do. Okay. So see you guys like to know directions. Um. But if you've ever been somewhere and you have gotten lost, because I'm going to tell you, GPS is not always right. God's navigation is, though. I'll tell you a funny story. Last year, um, I got I got privileged to go to the um, one of Pastor's Rama um, conferences, and it was actually in uh, St. Thomas. And so we were there with uh, Pastor Estrada, their church there, beautiful place. And one night we decided that we were done with the services and we kind of had some extra time. And so uh, I believe it was Josh and Chase and I and um, Pastor Craig Hagan and Pastor Roddy and his wife and their son. So we had like a lot of energy in that Jeep. And so it was a lot of fun, though. And so I've got my GPS on in the back seat and Pastor Craig's sitting in the front and he's got his GPS on, and it's saying two different things, and I'm looking at it, and so we were, we we're on the way to go find this beach at night, Did not that we really could go swimming or anything, but we just wanted to kind of, the island's very, very small, so it was very quick to get around or whatever, and um, his is saying to keep going straight, and mine's saying go right, and so I'm in the back trying to be a backseat driver and said, hey, it's saying go right, they're not listening to me at all, none of them are, And of course, me and Danielle and Pastor Roddy, we're all cutting up in the back anyway. So back and forth. I kept looking at the GPS and it took us all the way to the end. This is listening to Pastor Craig's took us all the way to the end of a cliff. And we couldn't go any further. So here we are like this in the car and we're having to like back up. It was hilarious, but yet terrifying at the same time. We're like. They were laughing. They were like, you know, we followed his GPS, which steered us completely wrong. So there's case in point. GPS, natural GPS, does not always work. So, but God's, but God's always, always works. He will never leave us or forsake us, and He will never leave us face down in a cliff. The devil will, though. The devil wants us to be face down on a cliff because he wants us to, to go off that cliff because his main schemes, three things, to steal, kill, and destroy. And anything he can do in those three things, he will do it. So we don't have to abide by his three rules and what he would do in his systems, but we can follow God's navigating system. And we can follow Galatians 5 16, which says, I, so I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of flesh. Walk by the spirit. And so are walking, it's a, that's a descriptor of something that's moving. It's doing right. If we're following God's um, navigation system, then we're doing we're, we're on a path and we're moving forward. So there is, um, always more than one type of navigation system out there, right? How many of you use Siri on a regular basis? Anybody? A couple people do. Okay. How many of you actually have navigation in your cars? Okay. Back then when I had, about 12, 15 years ago when I had that little Garmin thing, it was a little teeny tiny box, a little TV screen-like thing. And now most cars come with its own backup camera its own navigation that's pretty standard in some regular cars right so can you can use that but there's all kinds of other navigating apps um, I won't name names but there's one that tells you exactly where the police are it's cute little the cute little character you know cartoons See, y'all stuff to say it um the little cartoons um so sometimes on a trip my husband puts that one on he's that's his favorite but um but, but if you're, it, it'll go for a long time and then it'll say danger reported ahead. Like it's like, it's like blasted in your face, like danger reported ahead. So then it's like, I've been, it's been so quiet in the car sometimes. And all of a sudden that goes off and you're just like, oh, okay. You know, alert, alerts you. Well, God's navigation system does that. It alerts us, but not in a way that scares us or puts us where um, we're going to be afraid because that's the opposite of his nature. It's going to be, it's going to empower us to do what's right and to be aware, hey, there's something coming. Maybe you need to, uh, to be in prayer about it, something. Recently, I'm not going to get in details, but the Lord woke me up on a dream. This was probably about three months ago. And um, I didn't understand what it meant, but then it was a, about a month or two later, a situation happened and the Lord showed me, I woke you up with that picture that you seen so that you could pray. And I prayed, I got up and prayed and I didn't have any idea what it was about. It didn't make sense to me, but I knew the Holy ghost woke me up to pray about it. That doesn't happen all the time, but I'm like, if the Lord woke me up and showed me this, then that must be something I really need to pay attention to. And so I did. And so I believe because I obeyed that, that kind of helped prepare my heart for this situation that occurred. And so God cares that we're prepared for what is ahead. If there is danger or blessing, you know, I remember years ago, um, the Lord uh, using me to minister to someone and and speak something into their life. And I remember thinking, I don't want to go tell that person that like, you know, they don't know who I am. And I hadn't, you know, hadn't quite grown and matured in, in my confidence at that time. And so when I went to them, I was like, okay, God, I wrestled with telling them. I was like, the Lord laid on my heart to say something to them, to encourage them. And it was a specific situ- situation. And I didn't know years later, the Lord showed me why I was to tell them that and showed me and revealed it later. So sometimes we might not know, know all the pieces of something. But all the Lord asks us to do is to obey. And if we obey His word, first and foremost, we're going to be walking in His truth. And we've got the Holy Ghost to help us do that. Amen? So, one of the things in us maturing is that He helps us to change our mindset. You know, we've read that we have the mind of Christ, right? And, um, this next scripture we're going to go to is 1 Corinthians 2, 16 through 16. We're going to read all that. And this is how we get wisdom from the spirit, from God's navigation system. It says in verse six, we do not, however, speak a message of wisdom among mature, among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time. None of the rulers of this age understand it, for if, it ha- if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. And these are the things that God has revealed by his spirit. He's got some amazing things he wants to show us. You know, he can't, it's not like with a regular GPS where you get a download and it has all the, all the bells and whistles and you know, everything about it. You can read the, you can go digitally and find out all the ins and outs of something. It would scare us if we knew everything. No, this is a process in our walk with the Lord, but he has some amazing things that from beginning of time before that he predestined for us to know and for us to tap into. But we, that's only shown and revealed by the spirit. Let's go on. It says the spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what is what we speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but words taught by what? The spirit explaining spiritual realities with spirit taught words. The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from God, from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness. Pastor Marcy's been saying this is foolishness to the world because they don't have the insight yet. They don't have the illumination, right? But go on. And we said, because it's a spiritual discernment But verse 15 says, the person with the spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. But then it's our final verse, our key verse, not final verse, but our key verse here in this passage. Who has known the mind of the Lord as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ and we're able to understand what God's placed in his word because we have the ability by God's navigation system to understand what's in his mind. Not only does he know what it's in our hearts or what we know as our spirit man, but we can have the ability to have his mind and his wisdom. And we get that revelation by the Holy Spirit in our everyday life. Amen. So We want to know what the Spirit's speaking, right? Some people say, you know, let me, uh, I'm going to speak my mind. I'm going to speak my mind. I'm going to speak my truth. Let's make sure it's not us. Let's make sure it's really the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. And if we speak the mind of Christ, then we're only going to speak what the Word says. Amen? John sixteen sixteen, and in the Amplified says this, but when He, the Spirit of truth... The truth giving spirit comes. He will what guide you into all truth, the whole full truth for he will not speak his own message on his own authority, but he will tell whatever he hears from the father and he will give the message that he's been given to him and he will announce and declare to you the things that are to come that will happen in the future. So we can know some things along the journey as he guides us. Amen. He wants us to change our mindset because this is the thing about us being a mature church is that the word comes to bring revelation and we can understand it because we have illumination by the Holy Ghost that bears witness with God's word. But how we know we've matured is that next time we're faced with whatever it is God said, hey, I need you to work on that. Hey, I need you to tweak that. Next time, when we're faced with that, if we do, or our reaction is different the next time, and it's what God's told us to do, that's maturity. When we shrink back to the way we used to do it, we kind of reroute ourselves. When God said, go right, and we're like, nah, I'm gonna go left, I'm gonna turn this way, I'm gonna do whatever I wanna do, and kind of round the corner, all the problems start because we should've went that way. When we do things the way we've always done them, it's like a person who's wandering. Like a person who is not paying attention to the directions anymore and they've went this way and then they're like, man, it feels like I just, we just went down that street. We've already passed out. We've already passed that house a couple times. That's what it's like as a, in the life of a believer if we keep doing the same things we've always done and we don't break the habit and the cycle by saying I refuse to keep doing the same mundane, every day I'm going to choose to do what God's word says for me to do. I'm going to choose the life and the Holy Ghost direction on the inside that I'm going to follow the navigation system so that I'm not steered wrong, that I'm not circling around the same house, not ever getting to the destination that God wants me to get to. And see, the power uh, is in us. And then Not only does the power in us, but God gives us the opportunity every time that we come sitting here. Every time that we've got got someone ministering the word is another opportunity for us to stir, for us to get the download we need, for us to get the upgrade we need so that God's navigation system continues to work in our life. It continues to fuel us to be able to make those decisions to follow it. So we, not only do we have that, but we've got our Bible reading that we do. We stay tapped into the source of God by reading, staying stirred up in the scripture, allowing God's word to illuminate us, right? Our prayer life, our prayer time, you know, praying, praying out things we know in English, things that we, that we know, but then going beyond that, being filled with the Holy Ghost to say, I need to stir myself up. I need to pray. And sometimes it's just as simple as that. that That'll stir us up. That will be what we need to get us over. And the Holy Ghost will remind you when you start feeling fleshy and you're like irritated at people and irritated at yourself and like you don't want to do that. And you're like, this just, you know, you'd become like a little child again, but not in a good way. And you're like, oh, this is just dumb. I don't want to do this. We're grown-ups, but I know I'm not the only person that sometimes does it that feels like that. You know. I, we deal with preschoolers all the time and they don't want to do stuff and they tell us no. Well, I'm sorry, you have to line up. <laughs> but sometimes we tell ourselves no. We're like, you know, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it, and then you got to coax yourself. But I'm telling you, if you tap into the Holy Spirit and you start praying out, the Holy Ghost, all you need that's just that'll stir the pot that'll stir the pot for you that'll get the beans up that'll get the chicken up that'll get all the peppers up it'll get all the good stuff up and you'll be like okay I can do this thank you Holy Ghost I can do this I'm not by myself I can do this and then you then you're able to like stir the word up in you that then you can speak and then you feel like super empowered because there's power in you and we're supposed to tap into that power so we want to do that and I'm going to close here in just a minute. Um, we don't want to just be what's called a person who is on autopilot. Is if you look up the definition of, of a nav uh, something that navigates or guides, one of the definition is a pilot. You know, I, years ago I remember when I was a kid, they used to be the bumper sticker, God's my co-pilot kind of thing. Really, he's he's supposed to be our pilot. He's supposed to be the one running the whole thing. And he does that with the Holy Ghost living on the inside of us, telling us where to go, what to do, what to say, how to live. And we tap into that. We don't get into autopilot. Autopilot is like I work here, so I'm here all the time. And um, on Saturday, I'm really trying to go to Target, and I pull in here. And I'm like, why am I in the parking lot? I was trying to go to Target, you know? Like, you go somewhere, you were, like, truly meaning to go somewhere, but you, like, you do something so much, and so, it's habit-forming, right, that you just, you're on autopilot. Or you're driving, and you get somewhere, and you're like, I don't even remember passing by that or that or that, like, you, you're like, well, it's a psychological phenomenon. It's, it's, there's a psychological term for it. Let me see if I can pronounce it correctly. Um. Automaticity is what it's called. And it's a phenomenon where a person is zoned out or they were, it's quote unquote autopilot. And it's the ability to do something without really thinking about it. So automatic. We do it on our everyday natural lives when we're driving, when we get up. How many of you ladies know you can do Laundry and dishes and all those things on you just do them and you don't even think about them. You do all kinds of other things and you're just doing it, it's just autopilot. It's a phenomenon. We can do it, right? How much more should we be able to tap into God's navigation system and that be so automatic in our life? So we're so disciplined that we go to the Holy Ghost first. We go to the Holy Ghost first because the Holy Ghost is going to remind us of God's truth. It's going to bear witness what God's truth, so it will not steer us wrong. That we're so in tune that the Holy Spirit's the automatic in us. That it leads us. It automatically, first response is going to be to the Word. First response is going to be, well, what, what would God do, right? What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Jesus would, listen, would have listened to the Holy Ghost, because what did he do? What was the first thing he did? When John the Baptist baptized him, what? He was filled, and the very first assignment he had of his ministry was to go into the wilderness. He was tempted in the wilderness. And who sent him there? Holy Spirit. And not only did the Holy Spirit send him there, but the Holy Spirit equipped him with every single answer he needed, and every single answer, was the word. What were the three three things he said? It is. Do it with me. Okay, come on. Nautilus kids are louder than that. When I want to make them do that, ready? What does he say? It is. Written. Now the Holy Ghost sent him to the wilderness, and gave him all the right answers. The wilderness wasn't a wrong answer. The wilderness was a right answer. A lot of times we can think just because we are going through something hard that there was some wrong answer before that. We know that we're gonna have tests and trials, but what did he say about that? Be of good cheer. So not only do things might happen in our life that aren't the most positive, and it, and it could mean that we have been tapped in and we have been on, uh, the pilot, letting the pilot do its navigation on the inside. But we live in a fallen world, so we know that there's things that may happen that are out of our control, and we can be doing everything right, going to the right direction, left direction, everything that God is wanting us to do, and still things might not go right. But God gives us the ability to know how to handle it. We talked earlier about the wisdom he gives us. So even in a hard or tough situation, we can have the ability to navigate right through it smoothly and it seemed like wow how did i do that well it's because of the power on the inside that gave you the ability to know what to do know what to say how to react where to go with it right so let the holy spirit be our navigation system right let him stir stir you up every day let him guide you navigate you so that you can be following exactly the direction that what God would have you do in your whole life and everything. Thank you so much for listening to this message. If you want more, subscribe to our message podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Rating and leaving a comment will go a long way with helping our messages get better circulation. If you'd enjoy watching our weekend messages, visit youtube.com forward slash anchorfaith. We'd love it if you'd subscribe, leave a comment, or a like on the messages. If you'd like to find out more information about us and how we're influencing the world and help support the work we're doing by giving, just visit anchorfaith.com.